Listen up, small business founders, senior managers, and rising stars. Bill Ringel here. Welcome to another My Quest for the Best Booster episode, consisting of a favorite part of the episode book on track one and a related tip, tool, or technique to help you and your business on track two. Let's dive in. This is Booster episode 22.8. Use email triage to cut down the junk email at work. It's based on episode 378 and Janzer, author of 33 ways to not screw up your business email. Today on track one, I'd like to share the specific tips that Anne talks about in her book on how to craft a better subject line. Why is it so important? It's the first impression that your email makes on the receiver. It should inspire action and or make it easy to find later. Based on the subject line, the recipient decides whether to open it, delete it, delay it, or ignore it. And points out five common mistakes that thwart effective email subject lines in work messages. Number one, meaningless subjects. Have you ever received an email with the subject line, hello, or how about just email? In work situations, I've seen email with subjects lines such as as requested or upcoming junk. It doesn't help you understand anything. The second tip is too much detail. Sometimes people try to use the subject line to substitute for an email message, and it doesn't work well that way either. A side tip here is to truncate the unnecessary prefixes like forward and RE when after so many iterations or back and forth replies, they just become a distraction. The third tip is avoid ambiguous emojis. Use emojis like spices. They flavor, they're not the substance. No one wants a spoonful of sugar emojis or a lesser used one might come across when your intent was cinnamon. It's an unnecessary risk, especially when involving multiple recipients where one person you know well would get your subtle meaning, but others would be left wondering and scratching their heads. That's not what you want in a business email or even a group chat with coworkers. The fourth subject mistake to make is clickbait subject lines. We've all seen ones that are just sensational where they want people to just open it. I can't believe it. Or an exciting opportunity for you. If this is something that you have crafted in the past, just go back and make the subject line relevant, detailed, and a preview of the email. It'll work so much better. And then the fifth common mistake that Anne points out are spammy sounding subject lines. Avoid email subject lines relying on words or phrases like free, please read, or last chance. <laughs> Every time I hear one of those, or read one of those, it just makes me think that someone has just finished a course that tells them how to send emails that get open more. But if people open it and then they're disappointed or frustrated, it really hurts. It's a bad practice, especially for work emails. Instead of those mistakes, focus on these two ideas for stronger subject lines. Summarize the email you're sending and make it easy to access later on. Emails sometimes used as a tracking mechanism for workflows, agreements, or product development, and it'll be referenced in the future. Even with filters and sorting, making your subject line clear will be appreciated both when it arrives and when it's pulled up at a later time. Let the subject line be a preview. Good examples are agenda for Thursday's product meeting or review requested by Friday 10 a.m. on the deliverables in the attached Blinken proposal. When you avoid these mistakes and make your email subject line stronger with just the right amount of detail, you'll not only end up taking a stand to be a more effective leader, you'll also be strengthening your reputation among your colleagues. This is track two, where I want to offer you a challenge that participants in the Get Your Year in Gear program rave about because it frees their inboxes from clutter and builds stronger systems in their company. The challenge is to cut the email you send by half in the next 30 days. Instead of going through it step by step, here's the pivot that you can benefit from right now. This exercise is called the email triage. What I want you to do is dedicate 30 minutes and look at the email you've sent, not received, just the email you've sent, and look for patterns and proportions 
based on these three questions. Email triage question one, who are the top three people you messaged? Email triage question two, in the last week, what subjects did you write about the most? Email triage question three, which messages took the most of your time, most of your effort? Allison, a senior director of operations, went through this exercise during the Get Your Year in Gear program with seven of her department colleagues. And here's what she found from her email triage. Step one, she says that the people I sent the most email to last week weren't a surprise. They were my boss, my two project managers, and a colleague I've been trying to arrange a meeting with. In step two, she says, the topics I wrote about did surprise me. In one message to my vice president, there was a really big disconnect between what I was asking for in the email and the subject line I used. When I look at it this way, I could see that the frequency and timing that I'm sending a lot of status update requests to one of my project managers as a crucial deadline drew closer. We made the deadline, but I have to think about better ways to deal with my anxiety than by sending a series of nag emails. Also, I've sent way too many emails trying to get a date pinned down with Frank for a meeting. I should probably just call his assistant and get a date on the calendar. In response to step three, Allison said, okay, I get that I spend more time writing to my boss and colleagues than with my direct reports. I also am guilty of sending email when it's easier for me than picking up the phone or asking for different kinds of updates. It reflects laziness and that's not really me. I know how to act differently and get better results. I just never realized how I had sunk to this level until I did the exercise. With just a few more questions that helped Allison clarify the best use of her energy and attention, she started to use Asana, the project management system used at her company, to follow up with her team more and to use the phone and video calls more frequently to communicate with other colleagues. It doesn't take much to cut down on the email you send. And for those of you who have jumped to the big application, yes, it's far more effective to model the behavior or change you want than to continue to operate the same way and ask others to change. Use this email triage challenge to cut down the junk email at work. Start with yourself and see what a difference it makes. If you'd like to go further, contact me through the website to find out more about Get Your Year in Gear because we're opening enrollment for the next cohort this week. This is Bill Ringel, host of My Quest for the Best and founder of Grow Business Now. Each week, I work with overwhelmed managers in privately held high-tech firms and help them become admired leaders who can grow and scale the business. Follow and connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter and let me know what parts of this booster episode that you found useful as an ambitious small business leader. I'm so glad you're here. You really make a difference.